0: The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Now, all week there has been bubbling concern in respect of the banks and whether or not the things that we are seeing are in any way reminiscent of what we saw in 2008 because we saw Silicon Valley Bank uh, get into severe trouble in the US and have to be subject to a Fed-organised bailout and subsequently a bankruptcy um, decision. And we've seen Credit Suisse need the Swiss Central Bank to step in on a rescue mission and extend a line of credit to them so that they could continue to trade. And it raises questions as to whether or not that set of actions has cauterised whatever problem there may be across the markets. I'm joined now by Chris Johns, who is former chief economist uh, for the Bank of Ireland, and he's also a former economist with the UK Treasury. He's co-host of the Other Hand podcast. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Anton. Chris, can you walk us through what occurred in Silicon Valley Bank and Credit Suisse Bank in in simple terms first?
1: Sure, they're very different experiences, I would say up front. There are very, very few similarities between the two banks as to why they've got themselves into trouble. SVB is very easy to understand in that it was a run on deposits. So that makes it unusual, not unique. Um, It didn't lend money, to people that didn't pay it back. That's the reason why we had the, the great financial crisis. People didn't pay their loans back to the banks, so the banks went bust, and all of those loans were principally for mortgages. You might remember in Ireland, it, that was the story. SVB, people, do, people noticed that it was getting into trouble with some of its investments in ultra-safe, bizarrely, US government bonds. Because those over the course of the last year have fallen in price because interest rates have gone up. So depositors just yanked their money. It was an old-fashioned run on the bank. The bank hadn't gotten itself into any kind of trouble with losses or scandals or anything like that. It was simply driven in part by social media, it has to be said, people talking to each other and saying, I'm taking my money out, you should do the same. So in a matter of minutes last week, it lost, for example, $24 billion in deposits. And that's when the Feds, when you lose that kind of cash, the Feds have to step in. And when the Feds had a look at it, they decided that the bank had been running what we call, this is where it gets complicated, too much interest rate risk. It had invested too much of its depositors money in what were supposedly ultra safe US government bonds. But in fact, they weren't as safe as they thought. So the Feds had to shut it down. Credit Suisse is different. Credit Suisse um is actually a, 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 from a financial strictly analytical look at their balance sheet look at their profit and loss statement much sounder proposition than svb it it's got plenty of capital it's got plenty of cash but it's been badly run for years and every time you open the newspapers and there's a financial scandal somewhere in the world or nearly every time over the last few years credit suisse's fingerprints have been very nearby So there was a scandal hit in the UK, for example, relatively recently involving the ex prime minister, David Cameron, and Credit Suisse was involved in that one. And the list is quite long. It's had a troubled investment bank for years. The two big Swiss uh, banks, UBS and Credit Suisse, both have very, very large investment banking operations. And uh, Credit Suisse has not covered itself in glory. It at times has lost lots of money. Not least in these scandals that I've been talking about, but also just placing bets in financial markets. So a badly run bank, much troubled for many years, um, finally uh, has got itself into deep trouble and markets have lost confidence in it. Now can you, you
0: explain that? what can you explain what brought that to a head because Credit Suisse appeared to be to some extent trying to deal with some of the problems that you've outlined there had been significant changes at the top there had been a restructure of the senior team there had been an acceptance that there was problems in the investment bank division. Why did it go not
1: why did it go the wrong way in the past week? All of banking every single type of banking is a confidence game. Some would say it's a confidence trick. And for reasons that are actually quite opaque, the markets collectively decided in the last few weeks that confidence was rapidly ebbing in credit suites. And the way we measure that, and this is an echo of the great financial crisis, actually, is that you can place bets on financial institutions and indeed other companies um, on whether or not they're going to be able to survive. And that's not just about selling shares or anything like that. There are actual instruments that you can make a bet that a bank will be able to pay its debts, for example. And the, the, the horrible name is credit default swaps. And they were the signal, the canary in the coal mine, if you like, the things that the market's confidence in Credit Suisse to see its way through these troubles was ebbing. And there the different people would have had very different reasons for this. It could have just been a straw that broke the camel's back. There was no one piece of big news about Credit as recent recent weeks that led to this loss of confidence. But that's what it was. And because all banks are, in essence, a confidence trick, because, as you know, Anton, and I'm sure everybody knows, if you, know, you don't need to be a banking expert, that if we all asked for our money back from our bank deposits, the entire banking system would collapse instantly.
0: So if the CDS has peaked last week and Credit Suisse found itself in a corner, the the question then that was asked by a lot of people was, well, Will, I think it was at the um, Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund was one of their their big um, funders. Would the Saudis step in and inject equity? My understanding is that they didn't. But the reason they didn't was they were limited by already having about 9% in the bank.
1: Yeah, a lot of people have pointed to the Saudi decision as being the catalyst for the loss of confidence. I'm not sure it wouldn't have happened anyway, but certainly it was the event in recent days. They own 10% of Credit Suisse. They bought it over um, a while back, and they said we, when asked, because they didn't volunteer this information, they were asked, "Will you be injecting more equity capital into Credit Suisse?" They said no, and they stated quite clearly that the reason why we won't be doing it has got nothing to do with our assessment of the viability of the bank or otherwise. It's because under regulations, we're not allowed to own more than 10% and that should have been it but the fact that this uh funder of credit suisse the saudis who own 10 said we're not the headlines were we're not putting any more money into it it was taken the wrong way it was taken that the saudis were making an investment judgment a call on credit Suisse's viability and as the saudis themselves said that's not what they were doing but that's what was enough that was the straw if you like that broke the camel's back now, at
0: this point, the Swiss Central Bank has has stepped in and extended the line of credit that means that there is a, a backstop there for Credit Suisse to continue to uh, function. If I cast my mind back to 2008... When the problem originally started, we, we were told that the initial problems were outliers, that Lehman's was an investment bank, non-systemic, and that they had been playing wild west of capitalism, that Anglo was the Irish equivalent of same, and that it was radically different to the big solid retail banks like the AIBs, the PTSBs, and so forth. Why do we believe now that we're not in the same situation
1: again? Well, some of us don't believe it. The problem is that <laughs> we can't say it um it was notable i i watched a tv program last night where two global financial experts um, a guy called mohammed el arian and francis coppola were asked this question about well is this shades of 2008 are we starting the next big one and they both said cautiously no we don't think so and the reason why Those kinds of experts have to say, no, we don't think so. And in particular, why government regulators have to say it's an isolated bank. It's an isolated financial institution. Nothing to see here move along. Is it only going to take one or two of these people to jump up and down and start saying, yes, this is the big one to start crying fire? And that point about confidence then comes and bites you very, very hard. Because if if somebody important says that this is the big one. It could be the cause. It could be a self-sustaining prophecy. So nobody wants to upset the apple cart. Nobody wants to be that person that we look back on and say, well, actually, you started all of this with your call that it was the big one. So people are being very cautious. People, I think, quite rightly are saying nothing to see here, move on. But believe me, these people are very, very scared that this could be the start of the big one, because you talked about the, the liquidity injection of Credit Suisse there. It's not at all clear that Credit Suisse is going to survive the weekend, Anton. As an entity, because at the moment the the Swiss authorities are trying to merge them into UBS, the other big Swiss bank, which itself is the result of two, a merger between a few years ago, two other Swiss banks, one of whom, guess what, was in an awful lot of trouble. So, you know, we've been here before. We've seen this movie play out before. So there is a serious probability that Credit Suisse will not exist on Monday morning, at least in the form that it existed last night. That's Um, extraordinary
0: for a bank that's 170 years of age and that survived the financial crisis in 08.
1: Yes, absolutely. But as I say, the Swiss have got form in this regard because UBS itself, which is the other Swiss bank now um, reported this morning to be in talks to buy what's left of Credit Suisse, either in whole or in part, um, was itself the result of an older version of UBS getting itself into an awful lot of trouble in derivatives markets. And the third big Swiss bank at the time was a thing called SBC, Swiss Banking Corporation, was essentially told by the Swiss authorities, you take over this very troubled bank, UBS. And in classic, you know, uh, looking glass <laughs> mirror sort of ways, they kept the, the name of the failed institution, UBS, and the name of the uh, people of were in good shape um, Were was, was the one that lost its name. So if, if that pattern were to be repeated, UBS will buy Credit Suisse today, and the new entity will be called Credit Suisse on Monday morning. So um, we shall see. But the the thing that we're all worried about, Anton, is that w- we certainly hope that Credit Suisse is cleaned up this weekend, and that will be a good thing. And that will be some, a step on the way to be able, to being able to say this thing is over. But it's only one small step. What we're conscious of is that what happened to SVB in the United States, as I say, was an old-fashioned run of deposits. That could happen anywhere at any time because of that loss of confidence thing. And the reason why it happened there rather than here is because of the way in which banks are regulated. It was a regulatory failure. And you've seen reports this week that European regulators are incandescently angry with their United States counterparts. And that's because of this confidence thing, because although in Europe we shouldn't care less about what happens to the American banking system because of that awful word contagion. If their loss of confidence leads to a loss of confidence in our system, then we are in trouble, too, as we saw back in 2007, 2008. So we know that there's already stresses being caused by the rise in interest rates, this this comes from a number of sources. You've had the rise in interest rates over the course of the last year and a failure of bank regulation and classic good old-fashioned bad behavior by bankers all coming together to produce very familiar problems. And we we don't know where else this is going to crop up. We fear that it's going to come up again. The shoe that hasn't dropped, though... Briefly, if you would, Chris. ...is the recession, If we go into recession because of all of these interest rate rises that we've had over the course of the last year, then we get old fashioned credit losses, loans that these banks have made that start to go bad because people lose their jobs and companies go bust. That's what that's the next thing to worry about.
0: Chris Johns, thank you very much. That is Chris Johns, former chief economist of the Bank of Ireland and also former economist with the UK Treasury. The Anton
1: Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.